What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No the topics and opinions expressed on the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4WN Radio. Well, hello there, good people. This is Goofy of Cartoon Fame. <laughs> well, they asked me to do a promo for Tie a Knot and Hang On, hosted by Camille Sanzone. I nearly knocked poor Mickey over. I got so excited. You see, we have our own lunch bunch, and we listen to her together every week. And I'm here to tell you, if you're not tuning in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern, you're pretty goofy yourself, and not in a good way. You know, Camille is half Italian and half goofy, <laughs> and in the best way. She makes me laugh, but dagnabbit, she makes me think too, even if I don't want to. So give a listen, you'd be goofy not to. <laughs> To be humble, to be kind It is a giving of peace in your mind To a stranger, to a friend To give in such a way that has no end We are love, we are one We are how we treat each other Yes, that's true. Heroes don't look like you. Well, yes, they do. They don't look like they used to. They look like you do, and they look like me. This is Camille Sanzone with another episode of Tie a Knot and Hang On. Help has arrived is the last part of that, and I hope it's true. How are you doing today? The weather here in South Florida has been raining, storming on and off. Let's hope it doesn't get worse anywhere. 
in any case, I hope you're in good in a good place geographically and emotionally. And if not, you're in the right place because I always feel better after spending time with you. I hope it's the same for you. If you're a regular listener, thank you. And welcome back and shout out to my collective lunch bunch scattered throughout the United States. If you have access to the chat room, please let me know you're listening and from where. And if you have somehow stumbled upon my show for the very first time, stick around. Today's show may be especially meant for you. And if you are new to my show and you like what you hear today, go to iHeartRadio.com where all my past shows can be found in their archives. Just click on the word podcast and to my name, Camille Sanzone, S-A-N-Z as in zebra, O-N-E, or the name of the show, tie a knot and hang on. And my show will pop up. And when it does, click on the word episodes and the entire list of my previously aired shows will drop down with the description of each show's topic. So you can listen to me not only on Tuesdays live at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, but any day of the week, anytime you like, think of me as your radio Beck and call girl. Now, my wish is always to entertain you, but my mission is to encourage you to discover ever better ways of being in the world. And so I choose my topics based on that. And my aim, of course, is to do that in an entertaining way. I don't want you uh, learning things and (laughs) snoring on me. So I try to keep you entertained. So as Joel Gray sings in Cabaret, Leave your troubles outside, because while you are here with me, you get to reset your emotional clock, pull back from the troubles of the day and the rubble of the world. Because even in the midst of all that, my friends, you deserve to be happy. Uh Uh-huh, you. And as I broadcast live today, it is Tuesday, August 27, 2019. And my topic is the story of storytelling. Hmm. Now, sometimes I'm sure we don't even think about it. But the truth is, storytelling is important. In fact, it's vital. It, it's what connects us to our humanity. It's, it's what links us to our past. And I guess it gives us a glimpse into our future, too. Of course, since we walk the earth, we humans have told stories. Maybe not gossip so much as we do today. But even before the written word, oral language, through cave drawings, over fires. We humans told stories as a way to kind of shape our lives. You know, things happen to us and we have unique perspectives which shape how a story is related, of course. But storytellers learned early that people like to hear stories and they like them to have a, a wholeness to them. They have to have a beginning. I'm sure you learned this in English class, right? has to have a beginning, a middle, and an end. And we seem to be drawn to stories that have characters that in some way look like us. Or at least share characteristics we can relate to. And we also have a need kind of to be drawn into the storytelling. And enjoy when a story builds up to a thrilling climax and now maybe not necessarily has a, a happy ending, but some kind of a satisfying conclusion. I just saw the last, you know, a really powerful, powerful series on Netflix called Orange is the New Black. It wasn't just the end of the season. It was the end of the series. Powerful, powerful conclusion. That boy, did that draw me in. And I didn't think it would. I hesitated even to start watching it. But boy, did I get hooked into that. You know, we want to use our imaginations 
And we sometimes don't. Sometimes we prefer to passively have a story told to us. Many of us enjoy being moved by a story, either emotionally or, oh, like viscerally, you know, like in a good action film. Now, we need storytellers. We need them to entertain us, to educate us, to inspire us. Of course, stories have been told to punish and scare children, too. You know, the boogeyman will get you and you give people, oh, I hated that. I didn't hear it so much from my parents, but my cousins would scare us when we'd go over on the weekends if we slept over saying silly things. But the people being in the closet. And you all have heard the stories around the campfire to see who could tell the scariest stories. But basically, we want stories that provoke us in some way, hopefully for good, not for ill. Stories can actually shape and change social prejudices. At its best, it expresses a kind of beauty in what the world could be like. It helps us to make meaning out of what is often the chaos around us. You know, I don't know, I guess we want our own lives to have that beginning, middle and an end so we can feel like we've mattered you know that we've meant something that we've left our mark on the world you know stories help society pass on its values too and it shows us our own reflection even though it's hard sometimes to look in that mirror stories show us where we came from and maybe where we might be headed you know if just one person can tell just one iota of our life story. Well, then we have a narrative. We, of course, are the protagonists in our own life story. This is why we create stories, and this is why we need storytellers. They entertain and educate. That's the the two things which I love. That's why I used to call myself an edutainer, because when I did my workshops and seminars, I hopefully educated, but I also entertained, because I think that's when education really works when you can do it that way in an entertaining way our stories make us human now we may not pay much attention to the term storytelling but if you think about it it's how we've survived all these centuries telling our story family stories traditions were passed on from generation to generation i remember my grandfather my father's my mother's father telling us how it was to live in Italy and come to the United States in the bottom of a ship through Ellis Island with his young wife. My mother's mother married when she was 14 years old. So did my father's mother. She was 14. I've told you before, my father's mother had 12 children, 10 survived to adulthood. My mother's mother had 14 children and only three survived to adulthood and they're all gone now my father uh of my father's family there is one brother and one sister left of all of them now of course as the years have gone by stories have gone from being told orally <laughs> we certainly don't draw them on cave walls anymore to the written word and now to the digital you know last night i watched a beautiful beautiful episode of So You Think You Can Dance. So we tell stories through dance, too. It was powerfully moving. Now, I think the most expressive storytelling kind of dance, for me, are the contemporary dance, Broadway, because it's usually just what it says from a Broadway play, which, of course, is telling a story, 
and hip hop when it's choreographed properly for that. And boy, if you haven't seen that and you have an ability to get a hold of it, watch that show, period. But last night's episode in particular, the contemporary dances, they usually give you a hint. They tell you what the story is. But even if they hadn't, you can, you can pick up enough watching the dancing uh, and be moved by it. The point is, we need storytellers to see ourselves. That's why it's so important and wonderful that there are so many TV shows now and movies that have more diverse casts. So an Asian child, an African-American child, a gay teenager can see themselves portrayed in a story. You know, sometimes we need storytellers so we can see ourselves as who we'd like to be, too. To see something to which we can aspire. See someone get out of a, a, a jam. See someone get out of a, a poor beginning and make something special of their lives. I know when I was young, I, or like, I didn't know how to read when I got into first grade. We moved from, uh, well, actually second grade. We moved to Long Island, New York from Brooklyn when I was seven. So when I started second grade, that's September, we moved in July. I didn't know how to read, and the other kids had learned in first grade, but my class was too big in Brooklyn, so we just never got around to it, I guess. And it bothered me that I was in the slow class, that I couldn't read. So my wonderful teacher, with whom I kept in touch until she passed in her 90s, God bless her, Mrs. Hobbs, um, she noticed that it really troubled me. So she asked me after school one day uh, to get permission from my mom to stay once or twice a week or three times a week. And she would give me private lessons, teach me how to read. And my mom approved and she taught me how to read. And before I left second grade, I was reading on a sixth grade level. But she not only taught me to read, she taught me to love to read. She taught me that I could find out things, that I could learn about other people's. I think if we do that with our children, that we've done them a good service. Teach them to read. Teach them to love to read. Teach them that there's nothing beyond their grasp. They can learn about just about anything they're interested in. Now, often in the books when I was young, I would find characters that I would have loved to have been friends with. And, of course, as I've gotten older, I, you know, I read stories that... Sometimes they show me what was possible to find love in a world that was not always so welcoming to people who are gay. And, you know, we need cautionary tales, too. If for nothing else, to show us what can happen when we forget the humanity of others and, and, and inflict horrible things on those we even consider our enemies. We need stories to purge. You know, a good story can help us purge all kinds of negative feelings. Some people that are, seem so gentle... Uh, <laughs> calm people love horror movies. My Barbara's like that. She loves vampire movies and horror movies. I like some of it, but not not all of it. I, I can't take the stuff that's got heads flying all over the place and legs and limbs. But some of it, I don't know, you know that. People like to be scared in the movies anyway. Not so much when you're home by yourself. Right? Mm. But that kind of thing can act as an escape valve to relieve the pressure. And let's face it, we need storytellers to distract us from the tough realities of life. Yeah. 
And throughout the Bible, of course, and all the other good books, storytellers, whether write out loud or on tablets or with the use of parables, teach us about morality, ethics. But perhaps most importantly, we need storytellers to have the experience of emotionally feeling what other human beings feel that we haven't and may never have the opportunity to feel because of our life circumstances. It gives us the unique chance to live another's pain and joy and heartache and love, to learn sympathy, which I've talked about before, to learn empathy, not just to feel for somebody, but to feel with them. And we also need stories to help us emotionally feel what other beings feel that we have felt, so we know we're not alone. Mm. And of course, there are different kinds of storytellers, There's writers, authors of books and plays and poets and film writers and songwriters, rappers and comedians. Now, I learned a long time ago, I think it was from the, the stand-up comic Alan King, who's course since past the difference between a comic and a comedian he said a comic tells jokes a comedian tells us stories about life in a funny way now i tell jokes sometimes on the air and to friends you hear a joke you share it but when i do my stand-up act i am a comedian i don't tell jokes i tell funny stories about my family about my life and sometimes i exaggerate and i embellish to make it funnier but tell, you know, if you've heard any of my stuff about my family, I don't have to exaggerate too much <laughs> to make it funny. Now, of course, just as the history books have gotten things wrong or simply left things out, personal histories are often wrong, too, aren't they? How many of you, I wonder, were raised by grandmothers? And maybe some of you even thought they were your mother. You know, there's a scene from that famous movie Chinatown where Faye Dunaway's character... Someone is slapping her in the face and asking her who this girl was, saying, and, and she would get slapped in the face, and she would say, she, she, she's my sister, and then slap her again. Oh, I'm her sister, slap her again. I'm her mother, I'm her sister, I'm her mother. And finally she admitted that the girl was both her sister and her daughter because her father had raped her. Mm. Did you? I don't know if you heard, but the, the Republican Congressman Steve King now, the congressman, not the horror writer, Stephen King. Steve King said something the other day in support of the anti-abortion stance that some people really thought was just too, too far out there, and I tend to agree. He said that the world's population wouldn't even exist if rape and incest did not occur throughout history. To think of all the people that were born out of rape and incest, and if we had allowed them to have abortions, how many of those people wouldn't be here? Now, I you know, have my own personal opinion about abortion. I believe in choice. But I wouldn't choose it for me. But that's me. I would have been too curious to find out what soul had chosen to come through me as a vehicle. And whatever the circumstance, the child in my eyes, it was innocent. But I can certainly understand how a woman who was raped wouldn't want to have that child. Some women would never be able to look at that child without thinking of that incident, you see. 
Well, now how can we put a lighter spin on this? Rebel, play Ray Stevens singing I'm My Own Grandpa. Many, many years ago when I was 23 I was married to a widow who was pretty as can be This widow had a grown-up daughter who had hair of red My father fell in love with her and soon they too were wed This made my dad my son-in-law and really changed my life Now my daughter was my mother because she was my father's wife to complicate the matter Even though it brought me joy I soon became the father Of a bouncing baby boy My little baby then became A brother-in-law to dad And so became my uncle Though it made me very sad For if, if he were my uncle Then that also made him brother of the widow's grown-up daughter who was of course my stepmother <laughs> father's wife then had a son who kept them on the run and he became my grandchild for he was my daughter's son my wife is now my mother's mother and it makes me blue because although she is my wife she's my grandmother too <laughs> Now, if my wife is my grandmother, then I'm her grandchild, yeah. And every time I think of it, that nearly drives me wild. Cause now I have become the strangest case you ever saw. As husband of my grandmother, I am my own grandpa. Oh, I'm my own grandpa. say that that's possible hmm i don't know that is that true of ray stevens but anyway you know listening to other people's stories is part of what history is all about generation to generation but unfortunately we're only as knowledgeable about the world's past and our own as the stories we have told are true and we're learning all the time how many parts have been left out of the history books about the contributions women have made for example in the arts it was known by certain people of any given time that the artist very often was the known artist's wife, in truth. But no one would recognize their work because it was a woman. So her husband would claim it as his own so that the family could earn money from the sale of the art. And the same thing with many authors. Women wrote under men's names or just with an initial because women writers were thought of as inferior and could not get published. And of course, we don't hear about, we're starting to hear more about the contributions of black Americans, Native Americans. Things are purposely left out of history books we are given in school. And what we were, and in many cases still are being told, might as well be fairy tales. I mean, things that might put the United States of America, for instance, in a bad light. 
are just left out. I mean, we didn't learn how we massacred the Indians to take their land. Or Christopher Columbus was indeed a hero or a villain. You know, it's likely Columbus was neither a monster nor a saint. But, you know, some historians have compared him to Sudan Hussein. Saddam Hussein. They said if Christopher Columbus were alive today, he would be put on trial for crimes against humanity. His reign of terror was so bloody and his legacy so unspeakably cruel. Ugh, you know? And still, if he were alive today, folks, how much do you want to bet he'd probably be on this season's Dancing with the Stars? Dancing with the Stars. I don't know why they call it Dancing with the Stars because the last bunch of seasons, mm, they go for, it's a far stretch to call it some of those people's stars. I guess they have some celebrity, but not always because they did something wonderful. Mm-hmm. I read somewhere while preparing for today's show the science around storytelling. You know, you've seen those commercials against drugs going, our brain on drugs, and they show it an egg frying in a pan. Well, our brains truly become more active when we tell stories and when we listen to them. You know, we all enjoy a good story, whether it's a novel or movie or simply something one of our friends is explaining to us. Do you remember that feeling, that wonderful feeling while you were listening to stories? Maybe stories about your mom's childhood or or your dad's. We've all grown up. Most of us still love stories, but that's why we read books and we go to the movies and we ask people questions about their life experiences. You know, I remember hearing those stories and I loved hearing them and not just about my parents or my grandparents childhood, but my own certain things I don't remember. So, you know, when you were little, you did this and that. And it's we all like to hear that. Now, my focus, the second half of today's show is going to be on songs that tell a story. Now, you'd say, well, don't all songs tell stories? Eh, they, they, you, they talk about that you love somebody, you lost somebody, but there are some that are truly telling a story. Sometimes they don't even have a refrain because they just keep telling the story. You know, many of us listen to a favorite song on repeat, don't we? Makes everybody around us go, again, you're playing that song again? But we like that kind of thing. We commemorate holidays annually and children still love to hear their favorite stories over and over again right read that to me again read that to me again yeah let's listen how harry chapin's song about a father and a son went the cats in the cradle what if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation where it's not about mission statements but a shared mission At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
child arrived just the other day He came to the world in the usual way But there were planes to catch and bills to pay He learned to walk while I was away And he was talking for I knew it And as he grew, he'd say I'm gonna be like you, Dad You know I'm gonna be like you And the cat's in the cradle and the silver spoon Just like me, my boy was just like me. And the cats in the cradle and the silver spoon, little boy blue and the man on the moon. When you're coming home, son, I don't know when, but we'll get together then. Then we're gonna have a good time then. I dare you to listen to that and not get a strong feeling in your gut. Whether you had a dad who spent time with you and you feel for those who didn't or if you didn't and you envied those who did. Or if you're a father who hasn't been much of a dad because you've been so busy working, providing for the family. Or if you have a grown son now who doesn't have time for you. There are so many storytelling songs to choose from. Rap, I guess, pretty much is always telling a story. That was the, the point of rap from the beginning. I mean, rap is 
really nothing more than uh, long poems. Yeah. I don't like all rap because I don't like the subject matter of some of them and the language that some of them use. Uh, and the piece I'm going to play from Eminem's called Stan, uh, they bleeped out the bad words or the words that aren't proved. Uh, it's a true story based on an obsessed fan. It features uh, some song stylings of Dido, the female singer you'll hear in it. It's too long to play in its entirety. Even the shortest version runs over six minutes. But this man, who was obsessed with Eminem, emulated him, dressed like him, cut dyed his hair like him, wrote him incessantly, uh, all kinds of things, took his younger brother to see him. He had a girlfriend who was pregnant, and he spent all his time talking about Eminem, writing to Eminem. And so finally, one night she gets up while he's sleeping, and she goes where he has all his things that are related to Eminem, and she finds a photo that was of the two of them, and over her picture he had put Eminem's picture. And he heard her get up, and he followed her, so she was furious and upset about the picture, and he was furious that she had touched his stuff. What you're going to hear is starting like from the middle of that song until the end. And I'll be back with you in under five minutes. Dear Slim, you still ain't called a row. I hope you have a chance. I ain't mad. I just think it's stuff you don't answer fans. If you didn't want to talk to me outside the concert, you didn't have to. Could have signed an autograph for Matthew That's my little brother, man He's only six years old We waited in the blistering cold for you Four hours and you just said no That's pretty man You're like an idol He wants to be just like you, man He likes you more than I do Sometimes I even myself To see how much it It's like adrenaline The pain is such a sudden rush for me See, everything you say is real And I respect you because you tell it My girlfriend's jealous Because I talk about you 24-7 But she don't know you like I know you slim No one does She don't know what it was like for people like us growing up you gotta call me man i'll be the biggest fan you'll ever lose sincerely yours stan p.s we should be together too Brother, I wrote it on the starter cap. I'm sorry I didn't see you with the show. I must have missed you. 
Don't think I did that intentionally just to diss you. But what's the said about you like the there is too? I say that clown is all. Come on, how the bitch you got some issues, Stan? I think you need some counseling to help your ass from bouncing off the walls when you get down some. And what's that type of that'll make me not want us to meet each other? I really think you and your girlfriend need each other, but maybe you just need to treat her better. I hope you get to read this letter. I just hope it reaches you in time before you hurt yourself. I think that you'll be doing just fine if you relax a little. I'm glad I inspire you, but stand. Why are you so mad? Try to understand that I do want you as a fan. I just don't want you to do some crazy. I seen this one on the news a couple weeks ago that made me sick. Some dude was drunk and drove his car over a bridge. And in the car they found a tape, but they didn't say who it was too. Come to think about it, his name was... It was you. Damn. The mission, and I hope you accept it, is to buy a copy of my book at the end of your rope, tie a knot, and hang on. Hi, I'm Camille Sanzone, host of Tie a Knot and Hang On on W4WN. My book is filled with life strategies, humor, comfort food recipes, processes that will stir your soul. Feeling low? My book will lift you up. Life good? My book will make it even better. Go to Amazon.com, enter at the end of your rope, tie a knot and hang on. By Camille Sanzone, S-A-N-Z-O-N-E. Buy two copies, one for you and one as a gift. Your problems might just self-destruct in five chapters. I'm going to make you an offer you can't refuse. Listen to Camille Sansoni Tuesdays, 1 p.m. Eastern To her show, Tie a Knot and Hang On Help has arrived on W4WN All Women Radio And don't you forget about it Thank you for not forgetting about me And listening to the show today And for those of you who continue to pray for my nephew Johnny Who voiced that Godfather promo Please say a special prayer today He has an appointment at 4 uh, with his gastrointestinal doctor. He has good days and bad days, and he has gained weight, which is great. He got up to his first plateau goal, which was 130 pounds from 103. So he's 131. Now his next goal is to get to 140, but he's had some really bad days these last few days, uh, a lot of pain. And uh, please say some special prayers that they find out some good news today or something they could do to make him feel better. I appreciate it. Thanks. Okay. Storytelling songs. Now, there are so many. I mean, I would need five hours more, probably, to go through them all. American Pie. If you haven't heard it, please look it up. American Pie by Don McLean. It tells the story about the airplane crash that killed uh, Buddy Holly, the rock star, and his band, I think, too, were there. Uh, and in the the line in the song was the day the music died. It's just it's a, another one of those really long long songs. Now most country songs, of course, tell a story. That's the folk songs, country songs. But there's one song that gets under my skin. It's called Fancy. F A N C Y. I don't know if she wrote it, but she's the one who sings it. Reba McIntyre. It's about a mother who pimps. Out her daughter to support the family. Yeehaw, la familia. <laughs> Play it for us, Rebel. Yeah. 
turned 18 We lived in a one-room run-down shack On the outskirts of New Orleans We didn't have money for food or rent To say the least, we were hard-pressed Then Mama spent every last penny We had to buy me a dancing dress Well, Mama washed and combed and curled my hair And she painted my eyes and lips Then I stepped into a satin dancing dress I had a split from the side, clean up to my heel It was red velvet trimming and it fit me good Standing back from the looking glass there Stood a woman where a half-grown kid had stood She said, here's your one chance, fancy, don't let me down She said, here's your one chance, fancy, don't let me down Mama died a little bit of perfume on my neck Then she kissed my cheek And then I saw the tears welling up in her troubled eyes as she started to speak. She looked at a pitiful shack and then she looked at me and took a ragged breath. She said, your paws runned off and I'm real sick and the baby's gonna starve to death. She handed me a hardship lock if they said to thine own self be true. And I shivered as I watched a roach crawl across the toe of my high heel shoe. It sounded like somebody else who was talking, asking, Mama, what do I do? She said, just be nice to the gentleman, Fancy. They'll be nice to you. She said, here's your one chance, Fancy. Don't let me down. Here's your one chance, Fancy. Don't let me down. Now, one person in there, I guess it's one, Mississippi, says they love that song. I don't hate the song. It gets under my skin because it makes me, it's not a judgmental thing. It gets under my skin because I, I have to wonder, my gosh, how many people have done that or had their family members do that sort of thing to support the family. Can you imagine getting to that place? And getting to that place, even at the end of that song, you know, she sings, you're probably wondering what kind of mother, you know would do that and of course the end of the song is that she's done very well for herself uh, I don't know that she married some rich man or whatever but it just when I first heard it it did make me nuts in a different kind of way you know it just, just sounds like she's pimping out her daughter but it, it's you know it's easy enough to say you know can't shouldn't do that even if it's to support the family you know let the kids star but I don't know you know what would you do how far would you go I mean it's been said on TV so I'm not telling tales out of school but Whoopi Goldberg has admitted and then some book that she was on drugs and stuff and she did all kinds of things sometimes to get her drugs. So, you know, I guess you shouldn't spit too high because it could come back and fall on your face, as what they say. In the chat room, Rex and Mississippi said that they listen every week. Doing well. Good. Yeah, I like Reba McIntyre too. And I, I love... Uh, I love Dolly Parton. She does sings a lot, of course, storytelling songs. And she writes. She said she has made more money writing songs than singing. Imagine that. She made more money writing songs for herself and for other people than the albums that she has sold. Hmm. I love the song Piano Man by Billy Joel. Beautiful story. The Devil Went Down to Georgia by Charlie Daniels is another really good one. The Ode to Billy Joe. Jolene. Don't take my man just because you can. <laughs> and of course, Dolly Parton wrote Coat of Many Colors and 
nine to five. I love, did you see there was a documentary, uh, I don't know, it was three parts about Dolly Parton's childhood. Very interesting. Very, very big family, poor family, loving family. Of course, there's songs about everything. There's songs about war. Castles in the Sand by Jimi Hendrix. The song General by Dispatch. There's songs about abuse, father and son abuse. Carolina Drama by the Reconteurs. There's, there's some, of course, some songs abandoned certain areas. There's the song Spanish Train. It's God and the Devil Gambling Over the Souls of the Dead by Chris DeBerg. And then there were upbeat songs from Broadway plays. And this one in particular is one of my favorites. I've played it in, since I've been on the air 2014 at least four or five times. Liza Minnelli from the play and movie of the same name, Cabaret. Let's give it a listen. I give you that international sensation, Fräulein Sally Bowles. What good is sitting alone in your room? Come hear the music play. Life is a cabaret, old chum. Come to the cabaret. Put down the knitting, the book, and the broom. It's time for a holiday. Life is a cabaret, old chum. Come to the cabaret. Come taste the wine, come hear the band Come blow your horn, start celebrating Right this way your table's waiting What good's omitting some prophet of doom To wipe every smile away Life is a cabaret, old chum So come to the To have this girlfriend known as Elsie With whom I shared four sordid rooms in Chelsea She wasn't what you'd call a blushing flower As a matter of fact she rented by the hour The day she died the neighbors came to snicker Well that's what comes from too much pills and liquor but when I saw her laid out like a queen She was the happiest corpse I'd ever seen I think of Elsie to this very day I remember how she turned to me and said What good is sitting? Yes, life is a cabaret. What was it from the movie Mame? Life is a banquet and some poor suckers are starving to death. Now, there's a clip I want to play. You know the song, I'm sure. The, the night the lights went out in Georgia. Well, I love the, the sitcom Designing Women. My sister Rosemary and I, we still watch it if we can catch it or <laughs> rerun. And here's a clip when Dixie Carter, as Julia Sugarbreaker, takes the current Miss Georgia down a peg or two after she hears her talking to other women in the ladies' room about Suzanne in a negative way. And that, of course, Suzanne is played by, was played by Delta Burke. And here is the clip. I want you to hear it. 
Excuse me. Aren't you Marjorie Lee Winnick, the current Miss Georgia World? Why, yes, I am. I'm Julia Sugarbaker, Suzanne Sugarbaker's sister. I couldn't help overhearing part of your conversation. Well, I'm sorry. I didn't know anyone was here. Yes, and I gather from your comments there are a couple of other things you don't know, Marjorie. For example, you probably didn't know that Suzanne was the only contestant in Georgia pageant history to sweep every category except congeniality. And that is not something the women in my family aspire that's, to anyway. That's really or not that when she walked down the runway in her swimsuit, five contestants quit on the spot. That's or that when she emerged from the isolation booth to answer the question, what would you do to prevent war? She spoke so eloquently of patriotism, battlefields, and diamond tiaras, grown men wept. That's really and you probably didn't know, Marjorie, that Suzanne was not just any Miss Georgia. She was the Miss Georgia. She didn't twirl just a baton. That baton was on fire. Look, that's... And when she threw that baton into the air, it flew higher, further, faster than any baton has ever flown before, hitting a transformer and showering the darkened arena with sparks. Look. And when it finally did come down, Marjorie, my sister caught that baton and 12,000 people jumped to their feet for 16 and one half minutes of uninterrupted thunderous ovation as flames illuminated her tear-stained face and that Marjorie just so you will know and your children will someday know is the night the lights went out in Georgia <laughs> <laughs> I love I love that character, Julia Sugarbaker. Well, you've been listening to Camille Sanzone, host of Tie a Knot and Hang On. I hope you've enjoyed your time with me today. I hope I've inspired you to smile more, dream more, learn more, be more, give more, tell more stories, ask people to tell you theirs. I leave you with Philip Phillips singing home because I want you to make this place your home. And remember, kindness is contagious. Spread it around. Hold on to me as we go As we roll down this unfamiliar road And although this wave is stringing us along Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place Oh
Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.